podcast. I'm your host, Adam. As I had mentioned in the trailer, um, I had been studying to be a Catholic priest up until August of 2017 when I separated from the religious order that I was a part of. A lot of thought, prayer, and overall discernment went into that process. But in today's episode, I want to talk about how I got there and the thought process and discussions and moments of prayer that I had that led up to that decision. Throughout different times in my life, I've always been or heard the mantra, remember your why. Why do you do something? Why are you thinking about doing something? And always have an answer as to the why. The first thing that I had to look at was my decision to join. Why did I want to join the Salesians? Why did I want to study to be a Catholic priest? The why was that I felt that there was something pulling at my heartstrings that was just pulling. It was an attraction. It was something that was I felt like I was being led to. And that being led to is something that I wanted to follow very strongly because I just couldn't shake it. Everywhere I turned, I was encountering people who were telling me that, you know, you'd make a great priest. Or, hey, you know what? I think you should uh, be a priest. You're a real good listener. You're somebody who can empathize with people. You're somebody who has a good prayer life. You're somebody who uh, is really wise. You're an old soul. These are things that I kept hearing that, helped me to understand that, oh, well, maybe I should look into this idea of a vocation because it's what I should do. So I started looking into this idea of being a Catholic priest, and I filled out the questionnaire online and got matched up with a religious order that I should look into, and I went and I looked into it. And I stayed there for 10 years. And it was a wonderful 10 years with lots of great experiences and uh, lots of great friends and brothers who I remain close to today. But the thing that changed was the why. I went searching for God. And I did find God. But the thing that I came to realize as time went on was that this is not where God wanted me to be. And the why of why did you join, because people were telling me that this would be a good fit for me, didn't remain at the forefront of what I thought God wanted me to do. It was different. Things change. And in the description that I have for the podcast, Uh, I talk a lot about adapting and overcoming. We have to adapt to different circumstances and overcome them, or we're going to become stagnant. We're going to die. We're going to become irrelevant. And I don't think anybody 
want to be irrelevant in anything that they do or in life in general. So I had to adapt and overcome. The why changes, but the person remains the same. And the actions that I made or that anybody would make uh, is dictated by that why. And the why of why people join things or the why is to why people leave things is changes from time to time based on what it is that they are experiencing in life. One thing doesn't necessarily mean that it has to be a lifetime decision, but the other doesn't mean that uh, you're locked in for life. It's okay to change because that's part of the whole idea of growing as a human person, right? We don't have the same knowledge base that we have when we're 30 that we had when we're 15 or when we're 50 versus when we're 30. Things change, you wise up, and you're able to uh, field different points of view and comprehend things in a different manner, a more mature manner, where you're able to use logic and try to really think things out. One of the uh, things for me that was instrumental in trying to figure out what it was that I was supposed to do uh, with my life was um, hearing a guy by the name of Adam Young speak. At the time, he was Adam Young. Now he's Father Adam Young. I knew him when he was a seminarian, but uh, he referred to following a vocation, right? Vocare to call. Uh, his following his vocation story, he refers to uh, feeling God pull at his heartstrings. And in pulling at those heartstrings, he truly felt that he was doing what it was that God wanted him to do. And likewise, I thought I was doing the same thing. However, as time went on, I came to realize that this is not what it God wants me to do. God wants me to be part of a family. And part of a family is what it is what I'm being part of now. You know, I'm currently married and we have a child on the way. But that's going to be something that I talk about in a later episode with my wife. So I started um, in 2005 discerning about my vocation. I joined Religious Life in 2007, and then in 2017, I left Religious Life. I came to the realization that this is not where God wanted me to be, and that was okay. It was a hard realization for me because at that point, it was a third of my life that I had dedicated towards um, pursuing a religious vocation, but it didn't I, I didn't follow it all the way through. I left before I made my perpetual vows. And in leaving before my perpetual vows, there was an expiration date on them. So I separated uh, from the Salesians in late July of 2017. I moved up to the Boston area uh, where I currently live. And I got a job working in a town just north of Boston. And... I've enjoyed life up to this point, and I'm looking forward uh, to what's to come. But again, there were certain circumstances and uh, situations that I had to adapt and overcome. You know, 
before I had gone to seminary, I hadn't really dated too much. One of those things that I had to quickly learn was dating apps, and there were many dating apps. So coming right out of uh, seminary, I knew that I wanted to get into the dating scene rather quickly. What I didn't uh, account for was what dating meant and uh, the different variations of definitions that people had. That I was of the mindset that when you're dating, you're trying to find the person who is going to be your life's partner. Um, but it quickly became relevant to me that that was not how everybody else in the world uh, saw dating. In fact, I was very much in the minority. That's sort of what my MO was for most of my life. I was looking for that person whom I was going to spend the rest of my life with. But I quickly came to realize that when you're dating, you're first looking for someone that you can get along with and can tolerate and uh, begin to share vulnerabilities with. And then from there, it grows into something uh, more in-depth. You grow together as a couple. And in growing together as a couple, you're able to find that life's partner within each other. But what I was finding was people who wanted to hook up, people who were just looking for sex, and that's not something that I was looking for. I was looking for a meaningful connection. And in trying to find uh, that person whom I was going to spend the rest of my life with, I first had to uh, find for myself not just what I was looking for, but setting a standard for what I was looking for and being upright and honest with the other person because they were also looking for something about what I was looking for and what they were looking for. The first person I dated uh, out of the seminary was somebody uh, who was of a different faith background, so that was uh, something that I did not anticipate. Um, but we were on different wavelengths, I believe. The first time when we started to talk about being in a relationship, uh, I told her that um, I was new to the whole idea of being in a relationship and that I would march to the beat of her drum. So she, she would be setting the tempo and I would just be following along with uh, what she was laying out. And that lasted for seven or eight months uh, before I realized that it was coming to an end. Uh, she had asked me to go with her to Europe, but I uh, was busy with work at that time in the beginning of spring, uh, and it really wasn't possible for me to travel to uh, to Europe. Uh, and she had said that while she was gone in Europe, uh, she did not miss me. There was no yearning for me. And I knew at that point that the relationship was pretty much over because she was... Uh, breaking up with me at, uh, at drinks. We met for drinks one night, and she was telling me this. And I said, that's fine. You know, it's uh, clearly evident that this is not going anywhere. 
uh, I invited her then to uh, sit down and have dinner with me because I was hungry. I'm sure she was hungry. Um, and I guess that was also something that was odd because I said, I want to hear about your trip to, to Europe. I'm interested in seeing how that went. I think it was because I was a nice guy and wanted to leave things on a, a positive note. But uh, it's just kind of my persona is to be a people pleaser and make sure that things are okay. What happened after that was um, going on dates with people once or twice or three times. And I encountered a myriad of different uh, individuals. Um, each one uh, had their pluses and minuses about them. I had encountered people um, who wanted uh, nothing but sex right out of the gate. And I told them that, that it was something that I wasn't uh, yet ready for and wasn't looking for in a relationship so they would fall off the face of the earth and then there were other people who wanted to uh, have babies right there and then because they had been in uh, marriages previously who uh, the their spouse turned out uh, to be gay and um, didn't want to have children with them uh, so it was a lot of uh, turmoil and it certainly I don't think was something that was of a normal dating pattern for somebody, but um, I I found a plethora of opportunities for meeting people on the different dating apps. I was on dating apps that uh, I was on Catholic Match, Match.com, Tinder, Bumble, uh, something about bagels. I remember coffee, meat, bagel or something. Um, and I went on dates with people from various, uh, dating platforms. But, uh, the one where I met my forever was on Bumble. So Bumble will forever have a special place in our heart. Um, and I was the sucker who, uh, paid for everything. So like, I wanted to know who liked me. I wanted to know, um, what my chances were on trying to find somebody. I wanted to maximize that. So I paid whatever the subscriptions were for all of the apps because I was an idiot. Um, one of the other things I did after uh, myself and the woman of a different faith background broke up was I joined a social sports league to try to get my mind off of it, to try to meet new people. And I got taken under... Uh, the wing of uh, some great guys, uh, some very close friends who I'm still close with, uh, Harrison and Alex. And uh, Alex told me that everything was a numbers game, to just put myself out there and to just play the numbers, like just whatever I had to do. It was just like go on as many dates and see as many people as I possibly could. Uh, that was foreign to me because I was always of the mindset of, I'm going to talk to this one person, I'm going to write it out and see where it goes, and when that fizzes out, then I'll find somebody else to talk to and um, ride that until it fizzes out, and then try to find that one person that never fizzed out and remained to be uh, my forever partner. But, again, you end up finding... In my experience, that person, when you're 
least expecting to find it. Um, so for me, I found my person on Bumble, uh, Elizabeth, Betty, my boo-boo. And in a coming episode, we will talk about our dating um, and our relationship. Um, but I want to sort of lay that groundwork before we get to that point. And uh, this is sort of doing that, remembering your why. I remember that I felt like God was tugging at my heartstrings to go into the seminary. And then he made it clear to me after a decade that that's not where it was that I was supposed to be. But the formation uh, and opportunities that I had while in the seminary prepared me to be the man that I am today, to be the husband that I am today, and to hopefully be the father that I am going to be uh, in November. It prepared me for a lifetime of life, and I'm eternally grateful for everything that I've received from that. Um, but the thing that uh, sticks with me is that from the very first time that I set foot through that door, that I always had this thing in the back of my head that I was going to, uh, I had this desire for a family. And that's something that I could never shake. And it was made clear to me over the course of a decade that uh, the family life is where I belonged. So I left, I came to Boston, I dated, and now I've uh, completed the dating phase and have found my forever person, my wife, my love. And I can't be, wait for her to be on here to share our story together. It will probably be in a, a couple of episodes from now. But uh, in the future, my hope for this is that uh, I can talk to people and have guests and have a bit of interaction going on. So it's not just me monologuing. Um, it's not the easiest thing in the world to sit here and stare at a computer screen uh, and look at the numbers going by on the screen to reach a certain minute mark. But uh, to have someone here to talk with, um, I think definitely would bring better content. But uh, for now, this is Adam and this is me signing up. I'll see you guys next time. Have a great night. Bye.